everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Boundary Rope podcast. So the World Test Championship final is upon us. India versus New Zealand at a neutral venue in Southampton. I believe that the two most well-rounded and most consistent test teams have made it to the World Test Championship final. So it cannot get any better than this. So here's a quick preview on the game that's going to capture the attention of all the cricket fans around the world. for the next 5 days so india and new zealand i feel have the most settled teams um in fact if they have doubts regarding certain positions i feel it's more because they have more options to choose from and not because they have players struggling and they're not able to find anyone in that particular position unlike teams like england australia south africa sri lanka west indies pakistan these are teams that are really struggling with options but India and New Zealand don't have such problems. So let's go over the Indian team first. It's a team that really picks itself. Uh we know who will be opening the batting. It's going to be Rohit Sharma and Shubman Gill. Rohit Sharma has performed extremely well at the top ever since he started opening the batting in tests, just like how well he started in ODIs. Shubman Gill had a very good start to his test career in Australia, playing a fabulous innings in a run chase in Brisbane. But he's gone uh, through a bit of a rocky patch over the past couple of months uh, with the England Test series not going so well, and he followed up with a not so good IPL as well. So Shubman Gill will have to really prove himself in this game. Otherwise, there might be questions asked of him, and you might see Mayank Agarwal or even KL Rahul get into the Test team against England. So moving into the core of the Indian batting: Chateshwar Pujara, skipper Virat Kohli, and Ajinkya Rahane. three faces that we have seen in the middle of the indian batting order for at least the last 7 8 years and these guys bring in the solidity the experience they've played in england multiple times they've played brilliant knocks for the team in crucial games so this is a perfect setting for all three of them and now we move into the game changers rishabh pant what a fairy tale last couple of months he has had since being dropped uh in the IPL last year and then not being selected for the limited over squad in Australia coming back in to the test team in the Melbourne test after that 36 uh all out for India his stock has just risen over the past couple of months starting with that remarkable tour in Australia where he fashioned that run chase uh at Brisbane after almost uh pushing India towards victory in that Sydney test match then the audacious innings at ahmedabad in uh, the test series against england and then going on to lead delhi capitals he's just had a dream run so batting is traditionally uh, india's strength beat odis or test matches but this is the change that we have seen in the indian team over the last uh, at least 4 to 5 years the bowling attack has has actually stepped up to be india's major weapon the three fast bowlers for india ishan sharma shami and bumra have performed extremely well everywhere that they've played shami and ishan sharma bring in so much of experience and bumra has just had a cracking start to his test career and then you move into the spin twins probably the best uh, finger spinners in the world at the moment in test match cricket ashwin and jadeja and ashwin and jadeja also being the all-rounders at number 7 and number 8 provide that balance to the team as a left-arm spinner and an off-spinner 
Jadeja's batting has just come up by leaps and bounds over the last four to five years. And in fact, he's averaging on par with the likes of Virat Kohli, Pujara, Ajinkya Rani in this same span. So at number seven, Jadeja really needs to be taken seriously as a batsman. He's not just a hit or miss kind of a player anymore. So uh, India has everything going their way. Uh, a very, very settled batting lineup with just Shubman Gill being that inexperienced person over there. The bowling lineup just picks itself. Three quality fast bowlers offering different kinds of threats to the batsman and two quality spin bowlers. So if the pitch starts uh, taking turn on day four and day five, you will see the likes of Ashwin and Jadija really come into play along uh, with the Pacers also playing a very important role. Okay, let's move on to the New Zealand side. Again, this New Zealand side has a wealth of options to choose from, especially when you get down to the bowling attack. The batting again is very, very settled. Tom Latham will open the batting with Devon Conway. Tom Latham has been around uh, in the New Zealand circuit again for a long time now. He's proved himself across all conditions. So one major deficiency that New Zealand had was that second opener to bat along with Tom Latham. New Zealand picked a lot of options but never settled on anyone and finally it looks like they've unearthed a gem. Devon Conway making his debut in England at the age of 29 has gone on to start his career with a double hundred in his first innings at Lord's. Doesn't get any better than that. And he followed it up with an 80 in a very important innings for New Zealand in a game that won them their first series against England in England for 22 years. Now you move into the core again. 3-4-5, skipper Kane Williamson, Ross Taylor and Henry Nichols. So Ross Taylor is uh, New Zealand's Mr. Dependable. He's been around for so long. He was going through a lean patch, but he played a very important knock, got himself back into form in that test series against England with an 80 in the second test match. Um, Henry Nichols is someone who definitely goes under the radar. Um, he's been scoring solid runs. He's been providing that solidity in the middle of the order. And uh, also being a left-hander definitely helps bring in something different in the batting order, which has a lot of right-handers in the middle order after the two openers. And you have, again, the rock at number three, Kane Williamson. And surprisingly, uh, taking the batting lineup together, Kane Williamson looks like the major worry for New Zealand at the moment. Uh, one of the reasons is he hasn't been amongst the runs in Test Match cricket. Uh, he hasn't played too much uh, cricket as well. He missed the second Test Match against New Zealand and didn't score too much in the first. And his record away from home over the past couple of years hasn't been great. Especially in England, it hasn't been that good. So this is one area for India to really exploit, put pressure on their key batsmen and uh, kind of ruffle the feathers of the middle order of New Zealand. Bring Ross Taylor also in pretty early, make him face the new ball. That's, that's one thing that India will really need to focus on. Number six is again uh, another Mr. Dependable for New Zealand who's playing his final test match, BJ Watling. Probably the most underrated cricketer, test cricketer in the world. Uh, and also arguably the best wicketkeeper in the current generation. Um, New Zealand will really want to 
send him off with a win in the world test championship final and that's something that they will really want to do uh this is the top 6 that's a very settled lineup we know they are going to play though the likes of will young and tom blundell put their hands up in the second test match against england that they ended up winning this will obviously be the top 6 that's going to face india in the world test championship final number 7 and number 8 possibly number 9 as well these are the three spots which new zealand really need to think about before they announce the team so this is majorly because they have so many options to choose from because everyone seems to be in form uh, with the exception of colin de grandom again who's missed a lot of cricket in the recent past um the reason why de grandom is so important is because he brings that balance to the uh, new zealand team as a hard hitting batsman and as a bowler who can chip in with uh, a few overs especially when the ball swinging around he brings a lot of balance to the new zealand team and he offers something different that not uh, too many of the other new zealand batsmen have so five positions to choose and uh, trent bolt and tim southy are definitely going to be there in the 11 uh, who contributed so much to new zealand's rise over the past uh, decade they will definitely be there uh, it's between it's going to be between uh, Kyle Jamieson, Neil Wagner, Ajaz Patel, and uh, Colin De Grandom. For three spots, I think these four players will be battling it out. So, what do each of these guys bring in? Neil Wagner has actually been New Zealand's most consistent bowler. If you take the last five years, he's been one of their leading wicket takers. Uh, and though he's gone under the radar when you compare uh, him with Bolt and Saudi. um he has actually been the man that new zealand has looked up to on so many occasions when they've not been able to pick up wickets when things are not going their way uh he has the ability to hit bouncer after bouncer and we know indians are not very comfortable though there's been a huge improvement we know indians are still kind of suspect against uh very good short pitch bowling and there's no better exponent at this than wagner himself I believe that New Zealand will be tempted to pick Kyle Jamieson because that height will prove to be a massive advantage and again it's going to cause India a lot of problems like we saw it in his debut series uh, against India themselves he was the most promising bowler when he came out and also adds a bit with the bat as well so I think New Zealand will definitely be tempted to play Jamieson I believe for all that he has contributed I think Neil Wagner would play as well. Uh, it would be a little difficult because it would substantially weaken the batting if uh, they decide to go with five fast bowlers, which I do not think they would do. They would have to go to Ajaz Patel, and Ajaz Patel was extremely, extremely good against New Zealand in that second Test match. Showed a lot of control, picked up key wickets, including Joe Root in the second innings. uh it was actually much better than what we have seen Mitchell Santner bowl over the last few years so it's a big risk to go into such an important game without a spinner so i think new zealand would go in with ajaz patel and considering that de grandom hasn't played too much of cricket in the recent past they would probably drop him and go in with their four best fast bowlers hope that jamieson at 7 tim saudi at 8 
Wagner at nine could just contribute something with the bat, and uh, just get India all out as quickly as possible because we know India's strength at the moment is the bowling. So uh, the batting could be a little suspect if the bowlers can expose them. So I think that's that's going to be New Zealand's strategy. All in all, uh, this promises to be a cracking game. Five days of guaranteed entertainment. As long as we can get the cricket in, uh, we've been seeing that there are uh, chances of rain interrupting play on almost all days. So, as a cricket fan, I think all of us would want the rain to stay away so that we can have a riveting contest to decide who will take the World Test Championship title. Stay tuned over the next five days and enjoy enjoy this great contest. Thank you. Thank you.